When you live to ticket before you kick it, it's pretty important that you power your adventure with the right nutrition. Not just when you decide to take on the biggest physical and mental challenge of your life, like I did retracing the 1928 Tour de France, but also as a part of everyday living. Working overtime on a double shift, running the kids all over town to their sporting events, adding a few extra miles to your weekly hike, or getting sleep deprived with a hectic travel schedule. I'm proud to announce Bucket Nutrition is now an official sponsor of our podcast and just for you, giving a 10% discount on all Bucket Nutritional products. Go to Amazon.com and use promo code Bucket10, that's Bucket with an IT, 10, for a 10% discount on Bucket Nutritional products. Great tasting, high performance nutrition to help you take it before you kick it. Writer's block had set in when two female comedy writers in L.A. put down their pens and declared that they'd run out of material. But then a light bulb moment and an idea is hatched. Sarah Haskins will marry her next-door neighbor, a man 20 years her senior with ex-wives and a lot of children. It's just too good to pass up. They get back to work, and at that moment, a trophy wife comes to existence. I knew I couldn't go back. You just put it out there. She said you've got less than a year to just dug even deeper. Is the residue of design. Nobody else was doing it, so I couldn't. That was the turning point. Welcome to the Bucket Podcast with Phil Cogan. Every week, I talk to Mavericks, disruptors, and innovators. People who ditch the excuses, swerve off the predictable road, and epitomize what it means to ticket before you kick it. Start telling your stories. And then accept the fact that like you're gonna get better at telling them. Initially, as like a young writer, if you put something out into the world and people don't respond to it, you might not be looking at your work on the level of craft. Like maybe it's time to take a step back and say, okay, is this like as funny as possible, or is this the premise that needs to get this point across? Sarah Haskins and Emily Halpern are writers and producers on CBS's Carol's Second Act, starring Patricia Heaton. They also co-created ABC sitcom Trophy Wife based on Sarah's marriage to her much older husband. Their first project together, the funny, edgy, coming-of-age movie Booksmart, was actually written in 2009 about two overachieving girls who realize that the only thing they really haven't accomplished is getting boyfriends. It has a lot of twists and turns just like their journey to get the film made in the first place. For 10 years, the script was shopped around and turned down, reworked, then shopped again, then reworked, and then shopped again, until finally, Olivia Wilde agreed to direct it in 2009. Booksmart opened to critical acclaim. I caught up with Emily and Sarah when they were taking a break from writing. We shared a lot of laughs, and I learned their amazing story about how they landed their dream job. I'm here with Sarah and Emily, and it is, uh, what day is it? Tuesday? Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, a Wednesday. But what does it matter because this is living somewhere, <laughs> anytime. Uh, and I know it's an exciting time for you uh, because you've got a new show coming out and it's so exciting. And so I appreciate you stopping by having a chat and really wanted to talk to you because uh, I see you guys as these young mavericks. Um, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> And I, I uh, had the, the opportunity to see your, your latest film, Booksmart, and people really enjoyed your film. It's oh, great. And so how much of Booksmart, well, first of all, I guess maybe just tell us, is that, was that your life at school? Was that what we were looking at? Was, <laughs> is that where you were writing this film from? The initial idea, the initial script, script we wrote was about two 
like nerdy overachievers who who want to have some fun in high school and maybe get some boyfriends and <laughs> I, it wasn't I wouldn't say autobiographical yeah. but I we would say we held a lot of leadership positions uh-huh. <laughs> I would say n- being a nerdy overachiever in high school was not unfamiliar to us <laughs> and so you didn't meet each other until you got to to college yeah. then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what was it about each other that you liked because now you're this force you're this great writing team and you do some you've done some great stuff what was it that attracted you to each other as collaborators well we met initially as friends mm-hmm. um, Emily was dating one of my best guy friends and it was my senior spring Emily is younger and I apparently I was just like oh my god I want to hang out with Emily like she's really fun too and then apparently I was like shoehorning my way into all their dates I didn't know it I mean I thought it was like a fun three people (laughs) fun three people I don't know if that's ever fun by the way definitely not I always really liked Sarah but it was I was with my then boyfriend and we'd be going out and just sort of at the last minute to be like Sarah's joining (laughs) what's up guys that's great but it's strange Um, but in a lot of general meetings we've talked about, we're like, well, that relationship didn't last, but this one did. And, and I, a lot of people in Hollywood, of course, love to write the story about how things happen quickly. You know, now you've <laughs> got the, the release of this new series on CBS. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, people want to write the story about, wow, they're, they're young, because you guys are so young. But this has been a journey. And this goes back to when you guys first met in college and, and all those hours and hours of writing and 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 putting things together and can you give us a sense of that journey like when, the first time you sat down together and wrote do you remember that well yeah. that was 2008 so yeah. we met in like 2001 yeah. and then you know i moved out here in 2008 emily had been in la and we had dinner and both talked about how so many of the teen movies out were just reflecting the guy's experience yes and you know there there are movies we loved we think they're hilarious but we're like you know a girl comes at this with a completely different perspective and emily been thinking along the same lines and so we were like let's let's write this movie for women well it 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 really did for me it was as a because i've watched those films too those guys guy films and we all remember animal house and all of those kind of Mm -hmm guy films but this was a really unique perspective It was kind of cool to see i felt like i was a fly on the wall getting to see inside the mind of a young or of these young women so you really did that and that's what people are saying too i guess about the film yeah and it it's it's very gratifying because that was kind of the original concept was it was we wanted to see it from the perspective we experienced as opposed you know it was we like all we love all those comedies but it was always about the guy getting laid and it, we just felt like that's just not how nerdy girls think but <laughs> <laughs> um, we were just like can i just have a boyfriend and hold his hand in the hallway like um, i have no expectations of getting laid in one night yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think you've opened it up for for young girls to be able to also laugh at themselves like guys you know, done that for so long and it looked like crazy. But uh, yeah, the, the film is doing really well. I mean, it, it's in theaters all over the country. And yeah. yeah, it's gotten a great critical reception. And we were very lucky because it, it also like it very much. It's very much the premise that we envisioned. And over the year, you know, it has had a very long evolution and it's been updated. And there were other writers brought in and and uh, Olivia Wilde did such a fantastic job as director. But we feel like it really did retain that original just intention when, when olivia wilde said that she was interested because the script got sent to her right mm-hmm. and she reads it 
did you worry that maybe her experience at high school wasn't the same experience <laughs> that maybe what those could be the difference between yeah. us and Olivia? Well, Wilde. no, I'm only saying from no. from, from the point of view, like oh. because of because of the fact that her experience. I don't know. Was it that was that her experience or? I I think this was this whole experience has been so I mean long like we wrote the first draft in 2008 it is now 2019 and the movie is out but we've been very lucky and blessed that like everyone who's been added to this project has been genuinely additive and has respected the original spirit I think of the yeah. project and that is not always the case yeah it isn't the case no, right it's it, 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 we, there were bumps along, or not, I shouldn't say bump because it obviously landed in a great place, but there were, I, there, we did run into sort of what you were talking about. I remember it was very, it, it, Booksmart has had a home at multiple studios along the way, and at one point it was with an, an executive who, who clearly had not had the same high school experience and seemed to not be able to comprehend like the experience of wanting a boyfriend and not immediately having one. And she was like, like, so that. if they want boyfriends, why don't they just get them? And we were like, well. It doesn't really yeah. work like that yeah. sometimes. But so like Sarah said, we just feel so lucky that it eventually landed with people who who did either relate to that experience or could show it from that perspective. Well, I, I'm suggesting that people go see it. And Thank if you, you were going to tease it, how would you tease this film? Two girls basically who've been nerdy overachievers their whole high school career decide on like the last night of high school, it is time to party. Yeah, and I love that moment when they've worked so hard, yeah. they've got such great, get, you know, all these grades and all these other people around them who they think are all the slackers <laughs> tell them what university yeah. they're going to yeah. and they, and they, you are? You're like going to these, and, but you've, You've haven't you know just been working all the time. You've been having a good time. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a horrifying epiphany yeah. <laughs> for people who have been really grinding out yeah. those AP classes. Mm -hmm. Was that something that happened in your own life? That that particular moment when you realized that maybe you had your head down and you weren't looking out to party. I think that's the heightening that made the movie funny. Yeah. Like I think yeah. we were you know aware in high school that other people were having fun and were also smart. But it's also a little bit about the box you build for yourself. Yeah. You know, oh, this is who I am. This is what I do. I'm not that person. And then learning to maybe be a little less judgmental about yourself, about other people, about opening up experience and sort of looking around like, oh, just because they have fun doesn't necessarily mean like they're bad or not going to succeed in life. <laughs> and they really did let go. Didn't yes. they? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that. <laughs> yes. And you, you are obviously both very book smart. You both went to Harvard. Yeah. And we were different years and weren't weren't thinking of teaming up you know as uh we weren't thinking of collaborating professionally at that point i i don't think we were, i wasn't thinking about anything professionally but um but yeah we knew each other socially and so this journey give us a sense of how hard it has been to get to this point because now we just see the success you like i said you're so young you got a film out in the theater you got a, a new cbs show coming out uh which is when when is it going to air September 26th, mm -hmm. yeah. Thursday. Thursday's 9.30. Yes, <laughs> look at that, boom. Somebody should have prompted you. I think there's a publicist nearby. When was that again? Yeah, we just got yeah. electrocuted. Yeah. Just uh, got, yeah. Thursday, September 26th at 9.30. Okay, and this PM. is the, and And what does it feel like to be writers, to be launching a new show? What what do you, do you lose sleep when you think about launching something new out into the world? Because especially network television it's about well what did it do what was the number right. what was the 18 to 49 right. so how do you how do you feel i think we we feel very good we feel really excited we've been writing partners for 
many years we've had a lot of different professional experiences been on shows where we've had positive experiences and then shows where we've had less positive experiences <laughs> but w we've been talking about how this this moment at least feels like the culmination of a lot of those experiences we feel like we've learned a lot we are <laughs> in a very we're a place where we're very comfortable working with each other I think we we feel excited like it is challenging we do lose sleep <laughs> I'd be lying if I said we didn't but it it I think we we're excited for the opportunity yeah. I'm excited for you guys because I I love that you have got together and you've put in all this hard work and now it's the culmination of mm. yeah. all of that yeah. years and years of work yeah and I I think about that like I think we were lucky because we've at different points in our careers had great mentors had good opportunities have been open to learning from the good and bad experiences but I think even before we were really working in Hollywood like there were eight years of working very hard I was in Chicago Emily was here and in New York and like making no progress in a traditional sense or mm -hmm. gathering those experiences and this is a long way of saying I think if you're going to be in the arts you have to be into the journey yes and into every every project should be fulfilling for you even if you are not going to be famous or you're not going to be rich like it's really got to be about living in the moment and enjoying the experience that you're currently having and I think that helps abate my anxiety a little bit mm -hmm. about this because our job is really to write and produce at least initially 13 great scripts and to a certain extent like we can make those as good as possible and we still can't control Yes. The reception. So you, you're, very, you're busy enough focusing on the moment to sort of be able to mm -hmm. take a step back and say, you know, and I hope the audience is receptive. That's a lot of wisdom coming from a young writer. I love you keep saying I'm yeah. young. This is very so flattering. Young. Well, but you are. I mean, it's pretty extraordinary what you've done. But I just don't want people also to fact, you know, forget the fact that you've also put in so many years of really hard work. And like you said, you've dug deep and it has been a long journey but I think that just speaks again to the fact that you're doing what you love I do think there's kind of a sometimes a natural weeding out process because if it's not what you're passionate about and it's not what you love you might not stick with it through all the years because it is really hard and if one thing doesn't work out and it's not the success you were hoping you're on to the next thing it's not if it is all about the success it's they come and go it must be good having somebody to lean on. Oh, it's oh fantastic. <laughs> I yes. highly recommend it. I'm very <laughs> grateful for you. I'm grateful for you, Sarah. All right. I'm taking yeah. it that you guys lean on each other a lot then. Um, it, it must be, though, because it would be very lonely sometimes to be a writer. I'm talking to, to Robert Greene, who wrote you know, The Laws of Human Nature. He was saying as a writer, it can get incredibly challenging yeah. to just sit down and go through that mundane part of the journey that you're talking yeah. about. We write, literally write separately and huh. like put our works together. But I think where it's so valuable having a partner is that, especially in television, everyone, you're building a vision, right? That you have to communicate on to the world. And there are like 700 people who are all giving you notes and points of view on your vision. And it's really helpful to have someone else to talk those through with and say, is this what it is? Are we listening to this right? Like it sometimes can feel like an assault right N not an intentional assault but you know you have to it's so nice to have someone to like go through the business part of this with that must be tough to navigate sometimes where you're getting these notes they're saying it for a reason but then maybe you're just not getting well what i don't you know it's clear yeah. to you but the note is coming in i guess when you see that note being repeated by different people of all these people who've got an opinion 
700. That yeah. is a precise real <laughs> 700. number. I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was that high. I thought yeah. it was, you know, but that's... You think it's 20, it's not. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. But how do you as, as creators deal with that? What do they say? It's, easy to, it's easier to critique than it is to create. You guys are creating. Yeah. So it's much easier for someone to look at what's on the page and go, eh. I, you know, I think it's partly having having done this for a long time in the beginning I would say both of us were probably a little more precious about it but these are our words and this is the vision and and it's one of the great things about having a partner you just learn to collaborate very quickly and easily because already you're working with someone else and you're sharing yeah. ideas and, and you respect each other so much exactly and it, I think we we had a in our, the early days of our partnership, it took us. A, we were very polite to each other in the very beginning and couldn't <laughs> critique each other. Now you yell and scream. No, but we can be honest about. It. I think. In, I, th- I actually think the first draft of Booksmart was something like 160 pages because neither of us could say to the other one, "I don't like that idea." Oh, you keep that so, scene. Yeah. I'll keep that yeah, scene. Exactly. We'll just put in every yeah. idea. The oh, this is a, a ten-part miniseries. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, you just learn it over time, and I think our perspective is also every script can always get better. And yeah. Anyone who is giving a note is trying to help that happen. So even if the note itself isn't feeling particularly helpful or maybe it doesn't, it, it's not clear what they're asking for. It's like our general feeling is take a step back. What are they bumping on? Try right. and figure that out. See some change we can make. And in the end, sometimes they can be hugely useful. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Because yeah. Like you said, everything can can get better. Yeah. I'm interested, like Booksmart, I get it. You, you know, there's some obviously some parallels with your own life, but this <laughs> this new series, uh, Carol's Second Act, I'm thinking, how do you connect with a 50-year-old woman who's starting again? Like, where did this all come from? And, and, and obviously, you talk a lot about with your writing, really understanding the characters and really, yeah. you know, giving them a, a very clear perspective and point of view. It, that, the idea also is a combination of a number of ideas we've had. But one, one thing is, Sarah and I, you know, as we've been talking about, have been in this particular indus- industry a long time. And we've been working as writers for a long time. And inevitably, we would have conversations about, like, what's the thing we would be doing if we weren't doing this? And, and if in my case, it was like a veterinarian. And Sarah would talk about maybe going into education and and, and it was just at, at one point I think we were like there's a show here because everybody has that road yeah. not traveled I love the premise can you outline the, the, the premise for her yes, second yes. act yes um, Carol's second act it stars Patricia Heaton as a woman who so funny um, <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. we yeah. couldn't be luckier to have her um, but who uh, at retirement age decides to embark on a second act and go to medical school and so the show picks up uh, her first day as an intern with a group of much younger interns. Uh, Very in a funny hospital. premise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's hanging out with these people who are like half her age, right? Yeah. yeah, and have had a really different experience because she's coming from the experience of being a mom and being a high school teacher for all these years. And a lot of people who go straight through with medicine and medical school, they've got tons and tons of years of education, but maybe a narrower prism to look at the world through. So she's yeah. also bringing like a totally different idea of like how the world works than like all of her younger colleagues. And I, I think we liked the idea of an older woman. I mean, we've always sort of tried to put female characters front and center, but an older woman in this case seemed like almost the least, one of the last people you'd think of to sort of confidently embark on a second career because we talk about how older women are often, there's a, often a sense that they ought to just kind of be invisible and and shuffle off into the background. And I think we wanted to put that character front and center. We both have strong 
single mothers who have set examples of strong women for us and it's it's it is a character I think we relate to and and although you keep calling us young we don't always feel young (laughs) in Hollywood Um, well the only reason I'd like to have you as the measure of young then it makes me feel (laughs) like I'm not so old right we wanted to talk about how young you were this whole time but (laughs) didn't want to make things awkward you're allowed to but I I think what's so what's what's so great about what you've done and what you can do in the future is you know my daughter's 23 years old and to see two women who are writing the way you have and to to being be able to to share your stories the way you have I mean, the, the industry for for women for writing women uh, has changed so dramatically i mean, talking to bonnie hunt who mm-hmm. also because i know you were involved in second city and in chicago um bonnie hunt became one of the first writers showrunners uh in network television and and so this is it's just great to see there's an interesting gap i think every year you know different people release different data sets about representation of women in the yeah. industry i think in terms of outcomes and the amount of women being hired to direct and write and run things it's not where we'd want it to be but we have felt an increasing openness to hearing ideas and pitches and i think the fact that we are even going to launch a network show this fall with a woman in her 50s Is that as nice the to say center. that, by the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that nice to yeah. say that? But yeah. it's like, there are a lot of women in their 50s who will watch this show. They don't, like, just go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they... what, a, what a great feeling, though, to know that yeah. you are going to do that. And, and young women who are, you know, my daughter's age who are listening and, and, and hearing your story, what do you say to them? How do you encourage them to share their stories and that their stories matter. Start telling your stories and then accept the fact that like you're gonna get better at telling them. Mm -hmm. So like if the first few times you're not getting the reaction, like we've gotten better at our jobs Mm -hmm. over the past 20 some years Mm -hmm. and like we'll continue to get better at our jobs. And I think initially as like a young writer, if you put something out into the world and people don't respond to it, you might not be looking at your work on the level of craft. Like maybe it's time to take a step back and say, okay, is this like as funny as possible? Or is this the premise that needs to get this point across? Just to take a second creatively. Did you always know you were funny, you guys? Or did you, <laughs> I mean, was that something you had growing up where you knew you could make people laugh? Not when I was younger. I think I was sort of a the a withdrawn and I don't want to say but like a shy a more quiet kid and I think eventually discovered for myself like oh if I'm funny I think it helped me socialize a little But you bit. were shy but uh, were you also shy? I was very serious oh. and it wasn't until um, I don't see you as a serious person. <laughs> I was a pretty serious person and quieter and mm. now I'm extremely loud. Um, <laughs> no but in in 8th grade uh, our grade did a play every year or like the, at the school I went to the 8th yeah. grade does a play. And I got to be Miss Hannigan. And I basically was like, okay, I'm going to do everything Carol Burnett did in the movie. And it was great. And I had such a wonderful time. And I was very funny. And then I was like, I love this feeling. So it was a little bit of a wake up. Like, I I wasn't a funny person before. I love that you mentioned Carol Burnett. Um, How were you exposed to her? Did someone introduce you? Did you just discover her? Someone in I mean, I'd, I'd watched her in Annie, and I stole her performance. <laughs> but like, you know, take from the best. Yeah. Take, yeah. take from the best. I who was, else, you know, I was thirteen. Who else is Miss Hannigan? Are you yeah. going to take? Wow. I, um, I mean, have you ever had a chance to meet her? I did once. Yeah. Yeah, and I said I, I stole your performance, <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, 
<laughs> well, thank it's very you. nice to meet you. <laughs> You're very nice to meet you. So that obviously you started into performing at that yes. point, and 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 w- did you perform as well? No, I didn't, and I came at it sort of more from a writing angle. I think I was always interested in writing. For me, it was really in college. Uh, I actually started college pre-med and quickly discovered that. Is just that the factor that goes into it's not unrelated we have a l- bit of an interest this is yeah. me living out that that yeah. i hope you're not projecting to when you're 50 and this right. is what's going to happen no. you're going to suddenly no, no. go enough with the writing no. this partnership's over i'm going to become a doctor <laughs> if i couldn't do i would it when support I was, her yeah. though i'd be like yeah do it be <laughs> yeah, a doctor you go, girl um no i just found that i wasn't enjoying it like i wasn't enjoying the classwork and didn't yep. and and it didn't feel something about it didn't feel right to me and then it was um I joined the Lampoon in college, which was a it was a humor magazine, and it was just hanging around with people and writing jokes all day. And I felt very. It was the first time I felt like, oh, these are my people. This is my home. It had a What's lot. What's that like, by the way, when you're in a room and you're writing and you're feeding off each other? And it's it's wonderful. I mean, I I I feel like maybe it's how Sarah felt when she was, you know, playing Miss Hannigan. <laughs> but you just it it's it's so you feel like. This alive. is so much fun. You feel alive. Yes, and I, I think that, I, I don't know, I, I feel aware constantly that it's just this, almost living this dream of like, just, I'd love to hang around in a room with my friends and write jokes all day. Like, that's <laughs> what I did in paid. college. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think if you told me, I mean, you, that's I'd the be, journey that you're enjoying. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. It's like to get paid for the thing you would do even if you weren't getting paid yes. is, is special. I, I say that often to people. I said that, and, and Robert Greene also says that in his book, the idea that people separate what they do for a living and then they're working to be able to have, to be able to do the things they love to do. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You've got to find something you love to do yeah. that you would pay to do if yeah. you weren't getting paid mm-hmm. and yeah. it sounds like you've got that and you you you're uh with your performance you were obviously the the i guess the place to go would have been uh, saturday night live and right that's what i wanted to do after college yeah um i should follow up the eighth grade story by being in in high school musicals i was never cast as anything but like a prostitute <laughs> or like a person in the background in the town like townsperson wow, that's an extreme it was, yeah it person was a in real, background or a prostitute yeah, it was sometimes there were prostitutes in the background <laughs> want to make a big deal out of it um but uh no then in college i discovered improv and that was another game changer because it was you know the the vibe that emily discussed yeah. which is like a, a very team like coordinated yes. supportive approach to just laughing and having a wonderful time and so yes i thought i was going to be on snl but i was also open to the possibility that that wasn't happening <laughs> that performance bug of yours uh i mean you're you you didn't put yourself as the star of of your film do you you ever have that conversation where 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 you want to be in front of the camera and do that oh i don't know if i'm very good at performing (laughs) (laughs) i really enjoy it and i love it but i'm not well you'd be the judge she is she's very good can't you write something for her come on yeah i've been very lazy (laughs) a bad partner yeah Yeah. (laughs) No, but I also really enjoy writing. You know, yes. it wasn't like, oh, I, I fell into something. Yes. You know, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm mad because I didn't get to do my first thing. Like right. writing for yourself is also an important part of sort of the improv and sketch culture that comes out of Chicago and yeah. is creating material for yourself. And so writing was always a part of that. And I always enjoyed the writing too. And, and I feel like we're always, 
at one point Sarah and I wrote a short film and mm-hmm. were both in it and just had a blast making it and nobody made any money in it yeah. but it was just because we enjoyed it and I, I feel like even right now this show is keeping us very busy yeah. but we're always sort of trying to do even if nothing even if we don't have financial or commercial success from something we enjoy it but also feel like the more we do like I know that just having experience in performing makes me a better writer because you have the actors in mind better. So I think we're just always trying to do as much of it as we can. I love, uh, you know, just looking at the work that you've done and where the ideas come from and how they're inspired. Can you tell us about uh, Trophy Wife and where some of the inspiration for that I can came tell you from? where all the inspiration <laughs> for that came. Um, I married a guy who's older than I am, so I'm the, the trophy wife. The title was always intended to be ironic. Did you ever imagine you would be a trophy wife? Oh, <laughs> I mean, when you, you went from being in the background prostitute, right? So maybe that was it. Yeah. No, right. um, <laughs> from no, prostitute, from to prostitute to trophy wife. <laughs> that was the Sarah's journey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mom, don't watch this. Um, no, I didn't. I, uh, I mean, Jeff, my husband, is my was my next door neighbor when I moved, like one of my early oh apartments my in I LA. Mean, yeah, great and, material. And, Honestly, that show came from, Sarah and I would would talk about it, but it, again, was us sort of trying to to turn on its head like a a stereotype that we'd seen because here was Sarah who she would talk about how she as the younger wife would show up and maybe get like some nasty looks from some of the soccer moms who just made presumptions about her. But here's Mm -hmm. Sarah, the most lovely person in the world who genuinely just and so young and so young very young so no, young. Benjamin like, Button like <laughs> fell in love with her next door neighbor and was working and was so loving and wonderful to his children and she's a wonderful mom and just the idea that people would just see her and assume that she was this how dare they trophy wife yeah. yes. I did want to like, make a t-shirt that said we met after the divorce yeah, yeah. <laughs> just make it really clear just to make it very yeah, very clear like our, our goal had been to create a show sympathetic to the right. trophy wife. Right. Um, I think the title, the irony of the title, got a little lost in the and the and it got muddled. Although we are very proud of what yeah what it's, trophy wife was. Yes, and we wanted to make a show that spoke to the values that we you know had about the situation, which is like this is for the kids. Yes. And the adults have to cooperate, even though they're such disparate personalities, they might not want to. You said uh, one day we ran out of ideas, and I married my next door neighbor. <laughs> it's, that, <laughs> it's just such a line. One day I ran out of ideas, married my next door neighbor. A man, twenty years my senior, with ex-wives and lots of children, and we realized it was it was too good to pass up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who convinced who? Did you did you say, hey, this is a great idea? What you're doing is a great idea, or was it? I don't remember how it happened. We we do though borrow steal from our yeah. own lives, so we have to con- keep doing something at least a little interesting, yeah. so that we'll have ideas. Right, something crazy will happen. We yeah. yeah. Emily, you said uh, we discussed wanting all the characters to feel real and wanting the women, the ex-wives, not to feel like the villain or the crazy one. Yeah. 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 So exactly. I mean, you're, you've got the, this underlying. You want these underlying messages. Definitely. And, and I think you know that that's also in your film and Booksmart. I saw mm-hmm. that as well. It's, I remember our daughter, uh, my daughter, uh, who's 23. She called me from college. She said, "Hey, Dad, they they want me to do honors at university." And and I said, "That's great." She goes, "But Dad, I don't want to do it." And I said why and she said because I won't have a life uh-huh. I want to have a life I promise you I, you know I'll do really well but I don't want to do that and she was right it was a yeah. it's about finding that balance definitely and mm-hmm. those two young, young women maybe wish they could have gone back and relived their high school experience yeah. right? yeah yes they'll do but, okay in college though <clears throat> yeah 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 and at the end of the day as we all know it really doesn't matter yeah. down the line yeah 
I mean, yeah. you guys are succeeding regardless of whether you went to. I wish someone had told me how much it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone out a few more times. <laughs> regrets? Do you have any regrets about the way? No, not no, really. No. Yeah. It's made you who you are. Yeah, exactly. Gosh, I've been involved in television for over 30 years and the, the changes in terms of where we get our content and our and the, the amount of great content that's out there it's overwhelming yeah. and it's it's hard to find there's just so much good stuff i mean i never thought i would say that but there mm -hmm. is a lot of really good content it's impossible yeah. to stay on top of it all yeah the idea that someone would sit down and binge watch does it does it matter to you whether somebody sits and i think if we were on a platform where we knew somebody would sit down and binge watch as opposed to you know watch thursdays at 9 30. Um, we might factor it in just as far as how we would tell the story yeah but other than that like sarah was saying earlier i think it's we're sort of controlling what we can control which is the content of the show and hoping that it finds the audience and that people enjoy it but it is it is hard to to know um yeah. you know how streaming platforms affect but it's also great that we get to watch it on different yes. times. Yeah. Like, you know, Emily recently had a beautiful young daughter and, you know, we both have kids now. And like, if I had to actually watch TV and appointment viewing, I would yeah. never see anything. So now I can finally finish watching The Americans, like two years too late and, and just boast about how <laughs> oh, I finished watching Oh, is that what it. they were talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, right? exactly. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, but, um, and it also allows you to have disparate tastes and explore yeah. different worlds like you can love that show you can love blackish you can love all kinds of things and like yeah. get a taste of them all on your own schedule which is not bad yeah the, the, this the idea of of comedy um and you guys have got a gift for making people laugh uh that it is exciting to see a female perspective in what makes uh what makes us laugh Mm -hmm. Right. But for so long, we've seen the male perspective, which is quite different. And I think for me, what I enjoyed about we have less golf. Yeah, there's <laughs> less, less golf jokes. Less golf and less like beer uh -huh. jokes. And yeah. but for me, it was just really interesting to see what you as young women, what you found funny. Mm -hmm. You know, like, because you don't, a lot of men don't get a chance to see that. Right. We've seen the other perspective. Yeah. And that's the part that I found really interesting. Our staff is also a, a diverse group of people. We have a lot of men on the staff, and, and um, we're hoping to have that mix. It's not like we want to only tell jokes from the female perspective. Right. We, you know, we it's funny is able funny. to see all but of it. Yeah. It's also like funny is funny, and you're giving the joke to the female character. Yeah. Like it might not be in terms of content or context. Right. It's just that she's getting to say it. Yes. Like that's the biggest difference is who's saying the joke yeah who who yes it could be jokes about the same old stuff that we all like to joke about but you know the fact that a female character is getting the punchline is maybe what's different it's nice that we we also now are at a place where like our male writers will pitch very intelligently in the voice of the female characters which is also oh, really? really nice to yeah. see yeah yeah so they have this empathy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's like a little bit like wearing an empathy belly. Have you ever seen that? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For those people who don't know, where a guy walks around with yeah. 30 pounds of, of, of weight around their, so they know what it's like to be, yeah. like to be pregnant. Yeah. Um, and w with Patricia, how did it, how did it happen that you managed to, to get her hooked in, into the, to the series? Because that's a big catch. I mean, that was, she, she is, I feel like a huge part of the reason this show was on the air and we were so lucky we um 
we had a meeting with Aaron Kaplan, uh, with whom we've worked before and have a great working relationship with, and he told us that Patty was interested in doing something for CBS. And we, I mean, we very much sort of brought this idea together with her in mind and pitched it to her, and we're just sort of off to the races from there once she responded to it. You had a chance to sit down with her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But w- she... Was that nerve... What was that like, sitting with somebody that you think would be perfect and you're putting your material out there? I think, again, we sort of were looking forward to it. We felt excited because we felt like this is a great role for her and for a woman her age. And, and, and we were... It was really gratifying because she responded that way mm-hmm. and was saying a lot of the same stuff back to us that we were feeling, which right. is that like these are not always the types of roles that she's offered. And and you hear a lot of women who are in their 50s and 60s say that they're starving for roles where they can give that perspective of, Absolutely. you know, there's a lot of guys 50, 60 who are getting roles. I mean, even yeah. Yeah. James Bond was still, you know, the guy oh, when he exactly. was in his 50s. But for women, they're harder to find those roles exactly so she probably was like wow thank you yeah (laughs) yeah, I think so I hope so and and she also very much embodies this character and I mean she is this is her third you know she's had a a tremendous amount of success in in her life but is is tireless and wants to work and you know I think that this felt also accurate for yeah she's a driven person and it's great because she can just sort of in the pilot and we didn't even talk to her about this. It's just one of those things where you see like a really talented person just doing what they're born to do. Like she had this little like jog in between <laughs> scenes, like this energy going. Yeah. And it was, it's so funny and endearing. And also it's just, it's just sort of what embody a physical embodiment of yes. what she brings yeah. to the character. Yeah. yeah, that physical comedy came, I, I saw one little clip, a teaser clip uh, where she's in uh, at the hospital, I guess. And she's talking to the, to the younger staff. And there's just this awkwardness in her physicality yeah. that, she is so just good. comes across and that for you as writers must feel so good you're like oh my gosh yeah and it's so fun like she we had her say like there's a line in the script where she says thank you and she just like made a meal yeah. of it within turned, her big confrontation scene and it's just so funny that's that will be the gift yeah and it was, thank you it was no, never no thank you <laughs> thank you but that was never written as a joke and she turned it into one of the funniest moments of the script and it just yeah that sort of thing for all of us just like it, it's what makes this so fun that you write the script the actors bring it to life and then inevitably you find new things that you didn't even expect well i i have some uh, quotes here from you guys with some advice which i think is really cool am i gonna i feel like very cringy like when did i say these things no i think um, Uh, this goes back to what you said before but it's just a good thing to (laughs) emphasize uh when when you're not getting paid for it you should be working on things you love and care about I think that's just so important and that's how your voice will really come through mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it seems to me that you guys have really epitomized that you've always written from a place where you really understand and where you really care yeah which is great and Emily you said I think success in the industry is a combination of luck skill and timing and it's a, quish, a question of persistency did uh, I say persistency? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. You did not. Drunk. You said, <laughs> no, <laughs> you said a question of persistence. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. So if my mom's but, listening, I would he'd never hear the end of that. Persistence. <laughs> it's a question of persistence. And you are relentless. Um, <laughs> it's hard work and grammar. Yes. I think that's what we really Just boil it down to. Hard work, grandma, mama, thank you. Yes. I'm putting the glasses on now so I, don't, I can read. Uh, Actually, my grandma is much worse so <laughs> I, I might have said persistency <laughs> i'm seeing things that are not even on the page you. but this is really cool call that person who your mum mum ran into at the grocery store <laughs> whose uncle's 
whose lawyer's uncle once worked in Los Angeles. Find someone who knows someone and get them to read your original script or find someone who knows someone who works on, t on a TV show and get out there to try to get that job as an intern or a PA. There's something very worthwhile and important about being in the moment and appreciating where you are and working uh, on things that you really want to work on. And I think that's great advice. Thank really you. good advice. Good job, me from the past. <laughs> yes, you really, and grammar was my really yeah. good. My first job Beautiful. in L.A. was from my mom's best friend's daughter's boyfriend. There was a job opening on... Uh, that Al is a real, that is That real. is true. It, there was a job opening at Current TV, which was Al Gore's uh, channel for a little bit. He had sort of, it was an yes. internet slash network venture in the early days of finding out what the internet could do and through that chain i had a writing packet ready for my experience in second city and i sent it out and i flew out here for like an interview i had 60 dollars in my bank account they lost my luggage and i went to the gap at the grove and bought a blue button-down t-shirt very much like this <laughs> so i haven't grown but like I had to go and like do a trial day and it was just sort of an accident that is actually another just important point or piece of advice but it's is to um you know pay your dues a little bit and yeah. and don't have Put an in ego the hard about yards. it it's yeah. like we both i mean i you know graduated from harvard and then and then shortly after was i was in la working as an assistant making very little money and you know you're getting people's lunches and i, I think there can sometimes be a feeling of like but this isn't but i'm trained for more than this but it's well, you know don't I, skip the part where you were broke in new york and played poker for money oh that's right i did <laughs> that did? as well I, I did do that as well and when i lost i didn't have dinner um but it's uh yeah anyway you have to pay um, your dues no but it really is true and it's and it's like and you, looking back on it now in those those positions are where you learn almost more than you would have learned had it had it just come easily but also stuff you can draw on in exactly. your writing yeah right because you suddenly it makes all your material relatable exactly i don't know if anybody has ever said this to you but you you look like somebody who is an olympic triathlete did you oh, know that uh do i look like sarah haskins the olympic Ye triathlete yes <laughs> do you know who i'm talking about yes because she was similar in age and she's an awesome athlete and she won the Chicago triathlon and all these people called me and said why didn't you tell us you were in town <laughs> and that you were running the triathlon and I was like I'm sorry I was just very busy winning oh my god she's I'd love to meet her someday I want her to train me I think that'd be like a funny video well you you could absolutely play her in a movie because I was looking around at photographs and I came across it and I was like wow she's <laughs> She's like an Olympic standard triathlete as well as being an amazing writer. What, what an overachieving, and she went to yeah. Harvard? Yes, that's 100% me. Mm -hmm. That'll be your jump back into performing. Have you seen the photographs? I back? think so, a while back, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So talented. Yeah. So talented. Yeah. What do we expect to see from you in the future? What is the holy grail for you as a writing team? I think, well, first we have to take care of this show and make it successful and launch it. <laughs> yes. um, one step at a time. One step yes. at a time. Yes. But then I think we've also worked in other capacities with writers, supervising them, producing their scripts, helping them get places. And I think that's really fun. Yeah, yeah. mentoring. Mentoring, yeah. yeah. And we're very aware of how much we've benefited from people who have helped lift us up. And I think if we're in any sort of position where we can continue that trend and help writers coming up that, We'd That's like really to do nice that. to hear. Yeah. Yeah. 
I met a lady at the vet the other day. <laughs> you have these weird connections, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no. But she was of- she was like in her 80s, and she had like a jaunty striped top. And then we were talking about dogs, and she has six dachshunds. And I was like, oh, that's where I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> You're my human face app. I want to be you with yeah. a fun striped top and like a picture of six dachshunds. It's yeah. fine. That's fine. You'd, you'd be happy with that? Yeah, I'd be very happy with that. I have a, a little dog, Rosie. It's going to be some version of Rosie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but dogs for sure in the picture for both of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and our children. Yeah, oh, the, ch- the children, of course. <laughs> oh, the children. Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget about them. Right, the children, yeah. we want the best for them. For the children. Not yeah. the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I, I end the podcast with uh, with a question about a road trip and taking some people on a trip. So uh, you can either go together because you just love each other so much mm-hmm. or you can have your own separate road trip and take three people with you in the car. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested to know who you'd take with you. For, it, it could be anybody from any time in history. It's a process of getting to a place where you can spend a lot of time in a car with somebody. <laughs> yes, it is. So I would take Sarah for sure. Oh, oh my God. really? Wow. I would take... My husband, Evan, and I would take my daughter, Frances. And those are people I could spend endless amounts of time with. You could take Rosie as well. Yeah. Thank you for saying and that. I would be like, <laughs> where's my family? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't we, uh, why didn't we take any, anyone I know? Because oh, well, this is my road trip. That's yes, why. that is your road trip. Yeah. The pressure's on you. I don't know. You. Um, you don't have to take me. It's okay. You're, you came No, I, I mean, would like you're to take... Already, you've already taken yeah. a trip, uh-huh. so... It's a tough decision. But three of us? Three of us? Yeah, we'll go. Trip. That'll be fun. It would be... Well, there would be a lot of laughing. I'd, uh, I think Tina Fey and Amy Poehler would be super fun. Those were, like, people I initially really looked at their work, and it spoke to me from Second City on. They would be great people to have on a road trip. I know they're fun. Yeah. Last day on Earth? What, what would you do with it if you knew you were living out your, your last day, and you could do whatever you wanted to do? Wow, my my answer is going to be very similar. Yeah. I'd like go to the go to the beach or go on a hike with my husband and my daughter. If my mom's around, she can come, and Rosie. Rosie always comes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd go outside with my family and want to eat something like spectacular. What's that? Well, there's a version of like a spectacular fancy restaurant, or there's the version where I like gooey mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Just like let let yourself your, go, Velveeta City. Stay on Earth, yeah. you know, yeah. mac yeah. and cheese. Yeah. You don't have to worry about the consequences. That's true. Yeah. You guys are awesome and uh, really appreciate you taking some time. Thank you for having us yeah. on. This, this has been yeah, really our, fun. Oh, we, we, we randomly ran into each other just downstairs yes. and and then and i very professionally asked and then you to take a, a photo with me <laughs> and look what happened it's yeah look at that day. it started with a photograph <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden you're up here but it, no i'm just so excited for you and um and i will be there i will be there it's on cbs thursday thank at you very, thank you very yeah. much that was fun no, well, thank you it was really fun. fun i felt very comfortable i hope you enjoyed today's podcast to see more great interviews go to philcogan.com and subscribe to Bucket with Phil Kogan wherever you get your podcasts. Please consider rating and reviewing us and follow Bucket, that's Bucket with an I-T, on Instagram and Facebook. Also, follow me on Twitter, at Phil Kogan. Today's podcast proudly brought to you by Bucket Nutrition. Great tasting, high performance nutrition to power your adventure. Don't forget to go to amazon.com, search for Bucket Nutrition, and use promo code BUCKET10, that's bucket with an IT, and you'll get a 10% discount on all Bucket Nutritional products. 
Just wait until you try the Bucket Booster with Manuka Honey.